our brother in Christ, Sam Lewis. has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for another day. The old song says just another day that the Lord has kept me. If I could sing, I would sing it, but I don't sing well at all. And so we'll, uh, uh, it's a joyful noise unto the Lord, but it's just a noise to everyone else. I'm a good, I sing well when I falsetto. I'm one of the best. But that's just not, uh, that's not what God has called me to do. So I won't do that to y'all. Amen. Now, the best part about coming to the second service is I got to recap what I did in the first service and you know, when you get done preaching, sometimes you say, man, I should have said this, I should have said that. So now y'all get to hear what I should have said in the first service. <laughs> and so, there's one, one man, he said, my best message was when I sat down, because everything that I should have said, I thought to say it. And so, we're going to go on in Jesus' name. <clears throat> now, uh, I had to give a slight speech in the first service uh, about the rules and regulations of what to do. So everybody is accustomed to who I am, I take it. Y'all know me? Y'all seen me before? Yes? Okay. All right, so y'all know the rules? Y'all know the rules? Uh, so y'all already failing. It was, it was a simple test. They got tested in the last one, and they failed too. Don't worry. Uh, but we're, we're here in Jesus' name. Uh, go with me to uh, John chapter 5. Uh, that's where we're going to bring the text from. I'm going to talk uh, this afternoon. Well, we're still in the morning. It's morning. And so uh, the second service to me is always a little different. Uh, Y'all always do something different to me. I don't know why, but you just do. We're going to stay with the same text with the help of the Lord and say what God has say. Uh, let's pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we come. God of heaven, Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity. God, I pray that you bless us, oh God. Father, I pray that you bless us in this service. Bless this word, oh God. Move me out the way. And you step in the way. Let every thought be of yours, every word be of yours. In the name of Jesus, open the hearts and the ears of your people that they may hear and receive what you have to say. God of heaven, Lord, we ask you right now to give us clarity of thought, clarity of speech, and God, in the name of Jesus. God of heaven, Lord, we bless your high name for who you are and what you are in our lives. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. We give honor to Pastor Eddie in his absence and to the entire pastoral staff of this wonderful, wonderful church. 
Come on, can y'all celebrate your leadership that you have here? And thank God for them. <clears throat> Good leadership is, is hard to find. I travel a little bit, and I'm telling you, thank God for good leadership, uh, people that care about you. So we want to talk about breaking the system. Uh, this, this, this word today, it's a little different. It's a little challenging. Uh, it's going to challenge who we are as a people. It's going to challenge us as believers. Each and every one of us have something that we maybe need to do better in. Amen? Uh, each of us have something that God has called us to do. And so we all have to get to a place where we move from what we like and what we know. Amen? Uh, John chapter 5, and we're just going to read verse 8. It's a real short verse. It says, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. All right, Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. We give a definition here. Uh, the word system means a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized scheme or method. All right, I'll give it to you again. A set of principles or procedures according to which something is done an organized scheme or method. Uh, we all have a method or so that we like to adopt and do when we're getting our kids ready for school. Uh, some methods may be chaos to other people, but it may work for you. Amen? Oh, y'all fell asleep. Okay. Uh, so it may work for one set of family, but not work for the other. And so we have here a man at the Pool of Bethesda. Uh, this is a familiar passage of scripture, a familiar story. There is some principles, or excuse me, there are some systems in place. The first system is there's a certain time that a man is healed. Uh, the second one is uh, they're going, he goes to the same place. And then the third one is the Sabbath day. Now we're going to address all three of those with the help of the Lord. Amen? Now, everybody just say amen. amen. See, that's, that's good. Now, I told them in the first service, the word amen just simply means I agree. Okay? That's what it means. It means I agree with you. And so... To make sure that I know that y'all are agreeing, you got to say, I got one with me, all right. I got one, I got one. We're gonna get there in Jesus' name. And, 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 so, and so we have here uh, this man at the pool of the Bethesda. This guy has been sitting here 38 years, or he's had this infirmity for 38 years. 38 years of having the same infirmity. Now we have to understand that in order for this man to get to the pool of Bethesda, someone had to carry him there each and every day. Every day he did the same thing, trying to get some results, hoping that this was the day that the water was going to be troubled and he was going to get his healing. 
That's what they believed at that time, that there was a certain season that the angel came down, troubled the water, the first person in was the one that received the healing. So this man is doing the same thing, the same method every day, trying to get a healing. How many times do we do the same thing every day trying to get some different results? I know you ain't going to agree with that. You ain't going to say amen on that one. Because everyone in here is at a place where we want something or need something from God. I'm a needy individual. I'm very needy. I always need something from God. Anybody else a needy individual? It's okay to always need something from God. See, the challenge is, I'm telling you, I I didn't talk like this in the first one. (laughs) Y'all get it now. (laughs) The challenge is, if we really can't say to our God, I need you each and every day, where does that put us? Do we have the humility to say, God, I need you every day. Even if you went to college, even if you're the CEO at a company, even if you're the employee of the year, man or woman of the year, you have all of these accolades and accomplishments. But but can we get to a place where we can really say, Lord, I need you each and every day? Because we have to really accept the fact that we're only who we are because of God. You only are the employee of the year. You're only the CEO because God has blessed you. Man. Thank you, sir. I told you already this is going to challenge us today. We, 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 We come to the house of God. We do our hour. And we go home. But do we unlock our app again through the week to hear from God? Do we crack our Bible again to hear from God? See, that's what we want. We want some different results, but we don't want to do anything in order to get the different results. We want to stay in our same system, the system that we have built for ourselves, In order for us to get along in life, this is where I got to stay so that my norm can make sense to me. Hallelujah. And so this man gets help each and every day looking for the troubling of the water. How does our comfort zone I'll say it this way. How many have a comfort zone in here? There's an area where we do not like to be bothered. But when we get to that comfort zone and something challenges our comfort zone, it throws everything off. Now, I'm a, I'm a routine guy. When I make a plan, I want that plan to go that way. I don't want it to change. Don't bring nothing different to me after I made my plan. It throws me off. I can't function. But I'm a preacher. When it comes to being a preacher, the saints are always going to throw your plan off. 
Only a few preachers going to get that one. <laughs> but it throws me off. And, and I'm going to have a transparent moment here. What happens is sometimes how I used to be, when things did not line up like I wanted it to, I would just quit. Just stop. Because there's no need of going on. You've messed up my comfort zone. You broke my system. And when you break my system, I don't have functionality. And see, that, that's where God wants us to be sometimes. God wants us to be in a place where everything that we are accustomed to is broken so that we can turn to him. Come on, church. That's a good point. Thanks, brother. Man, thank you. He wants us to turn to him and see we're so reliant on our resources and, and our abilities, our intellect, that, that we can't have the peace that we desire. Listen, I'll prove it to you. How many people have we heard in Hollywood who have money, 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 money. They have money. So y'all just heard me sing. That was a good false, wasn't it? Hey, that was good, wasn't it? I told y'all, my falsetto was serious. <laughs> See, I told y'all do something different to me. Look, I'm, okay, get back, to, get back to preaching, Sam. All right. Um, they have money, but yet and still, we constantly hear about divorce. We constantly hear about how they were unhappy, suicide, et cetera, et cetera. But they have everything. They have everything. Why is it that they have everything, but things still fall apart? Mm, mm, mm. Because they don't have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And so this man is going down looking for a healing within the system. Jesus comes by. Jesus simply asks a question to him, and he says, Wilt thou be made whole? And the man's response is, I don't have anyone to help me get in the pool. When I'm on my way, someone gets in before me. Now, I understand a lot of times we beat that man up for not acknowledging Jesus and the fact that he's trying to uh, get him healed. But we have to understand that that man is displaying faith. That's his way of showing faith because I'm coming down to this pool trying to get my healing. So he has a level of faith. That's a systematic faith. A faith within parameters. Oh, whoa, that was, Lord, help me up in here. I have a faith within these parameters. And Lord, if you move my faith outside of this parameter and put me over here, I still don't know if that's you. But I want you, Lord, to speak to me. I want you, Lord, to do something unique in me. But anytime you propose a question to God, look for an answer. 
Because when God gives you an answer, he's going to challenge you outside of where you are most comfortable. He's going to put you in a place where you have to look for him, where you have to turn to him, and then you have to operate in his manifestation, in his glory. You have to operate in a place where only he can lead and guide you. And so when God begins to lead and guide you, we have to get to a place where I'm leaving my system here and I'm walking with God. I'm totally walking with God because that's the only way we will get the deliverance and the results that we are looking for in our lives. I know, is is there anybody in here that's looking for something from God? I only got a few. Okay, then I'll preach to y'all. But I know there's more in here. But it challenges us to go in a realm that we have never been in. I know the unknown is scary. But why would you be scared when you're walking with the most powerful being in the world? The one that created the world. The one that stepped out on nothing and made something. Why would we be scared when we got him? Hallelujah to God. So now, Jesus says to him, will thou be made whole? He answers him. Jesus says to him, "Take rise, take up your bed, and walk. Now that gets real interesting right there. Because Jesus obviously doesn't care about this system. Jesus does not give a hoot about the system of that day. Check it out. This is what happens. In that day and time, the Jews had laws, principles. According to the Jews in the Sanhedrin court, They had about 39 laws they had developed that you had to abide by. And one of those particular laws was that on the Sabbath day, you don't do anything. You keep it holy. Then it was written and said that on that Sabbath day, you do not take up your bed. Oh, yeah. It's a rule. But look where Jesus gives emphasis to this man. What does he say? Rise, break that system that's in place, and walk. So Jesus did two things. He healed on the Sabbath, and then he told him to take up his bed on the Sabbath. So that shows right there that Jesus is not even concerned about their system because I came here to destroy the system because you can't have a system with me. I'm doing some things that you ain't never seen before. And anytime you're going to roll with me, you're going to have to roll with me by faith. Yeah. You can't say, well, hey, Lord, I'll go with you. But uh, just let me know what you're going to do before you do it so I don't look crazy. (laughs) But see, but see, check this out, check this out. 
That's not even the worst part of this whole thing. This man goes into the temple, and there's the important folk are there. And guess what? He begins to testify and tell them, hey, I'm healed. This is what happened. There's a man, he cured me. But then, you know what they did? Say what? Say what? (laughs) This is what they did. All they were focused on was the fact that it was the Sabbath day. That's messed up. You mean to tell me, I'm telling you that a man cured me of my infirmity. And the only thing you can talk about is that he did it on the Sabbath day? You mean to tell me, I'm telling you how good God has been? I'm testifying, and all you worried about is getting out of here by 1135? (laughs) Oh, Lord, it's going to get tight. You mean to tell me I'm feeling the presence of God in this song that the worship team is leading, but it's getting a little lengthy. I'm going to need them to hustle up because I got to get out of here by 1131. Because that's my method every Sunday. I leave here, I go to my favorite diner, get my food, and I'm back home by 115 chilling. They say, how he know that? <laughs> no, didn't nobody tell me. Because this is my system. But, but when I come into the presence of God, we should be able to experience the presence of God. And that's it and that's all. Because when you want more of something, listen, when that food's real good, and you want some more, but your rule is only eat one plate, you will break that rule for that food. <laughs> Y'all don't want to talk up in here. <laughs> when it's grandmama's noodles, y'all, ooh, homemade, you will break that rule because you want to get that taste one more time. When you don't eat a lot of sweets, but there's only one particular person's cake you eat, and you know they brought it to the, to the potluck, you're going to break that rule and get out of your method to get what you want. And if we really want to see God's deliverance, we have to get out of what we are accustomed to so that we can see God move. Because this is the deal. The deal is, if we can dictate God's move, we don't need faith. I don't need to trust God if I already know how to do it myself. God, if you if, 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 if you're going to fix this thing, matter of fact, Lord, I can do it myself. I know how to fix it. See, that's what we got to understand. In order to have faith in God, we have to operate in a realm that is unknown to us. 
It's not going to make sense. We can't explain it. But all we know is that it's working out. It's coming together. Because I'm outside of my system. I'm outside of my comfort zone. I'm outside of these parameters that I've built for myself. And guess what? Somehow, someway, it's working out. <laughs> Lord, help me in here. Look, look, look. Check this out. You ever been low on money? Everybody has. But it seems like the more you give to God, somehow that same amount of money you had keeps stretching. Isn't it like, well, when I give my tenth to God, that 90 seems to go a long way. Then when I keep that whole 100% and don't give, somehow I run out. Oh, that must be just me. Y'all ain't shaking. Y'all ain't moving. I got this brother right here, the only one that be like, he's like, yeah, he's telling the truth. I've been there. Thank you, sir. I've been there, too. Now, that really doesn't make sense, does it? I had a man, a pastor friend of mine who told me, he said, Sam, when I walked out off my job making great money, making $80,000, $100,000 a year, I was in debt. He was like, but when I walked off my job to take over a church and I only started to make $40,000 a year, somehow I got out of debt. It just didn't make sense. He moved outside of his, the system, his comfort zone, and God began to move on his behalf. See, that's what we have to understand. True deliverance comes when we're walking with God. Scripture teaches, it says, we walk by faith and not by sight. And see, some of us are so focused on what we see, that's how we walk. I see it, so I'm going for it. But <laughs> this is what happens. The more you go for it, the further it moves back. And you're like, this just ain't making sense. It's like, every, it's like a mirage. It keeps disappearing. It looks good. It looks like you can obtain it. But as soon as we apply faith, moving in a realm that is unknown, that's when it begins to get closer and it's in our reach. Beloved church family, we have to get out of the system to get into the presence of God. Our system. What have we built for ourselves that's producing spiritual achievement? Yeah, we've built great things for our natural lives. Yeah, we've completed a lot of great works in the natural realm. Some of us have a great life. We don't have money challenges. But yet, we still don't have a peace within us. We still need God to touch our marriage. We still need God to touch us. We still need God to touch our spouse, our children, the people that get on our nerves at work. Yeah, I got them too. Because, but what we do is we stay in our system and then when God wakes us at six in the morning and we don't have to be at work until eight, and he's saying, get down on your knees and talk to me. 
That's when we don't hear God. When God begins to challenge our natural space. This is my time that I'm sleeping, Lord, and you know that. Don't bother me right now. But how can we get more of God when we don't believe God? Mm, hallelujah to God. How can we see the manifestation of God when we're not trusting him? Lord, I need this, I need that. Okay, God said, I hear you. But will it, what are you willing to give in order for me to move on your behalf? Listen. It said a closed mouth doesn't get fed. A closed hand can't receive anything. If you decide to, is this your granddaughter? To get your granddaughter, she's not going to give you the granddaughter and you're like this. Come on, go ahead, give me the baby. You going to give me the baby like this? No, I don't think so. <laughs> But if we want to receive something, there's something we have to let go so that God can put in. Come on up, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm closing out. Normally, when I'm preaching, I have five closers, but we want to do one this time. I want something from God. I need something from God. But I'm not willing to open up to get anything. You go outside to play catch with your son, and he throws the ball, and this is how you're trying to catch him. It just ain't going to make sense. He's going to be like, Dad, what are you doing? You okay? Nobody can receive anything with a closed fist. We have to open up to receive it. In essence, what I'm saying is, in order to receive from God, what are we willing to open up so it can be released and he can put back in? What part of our system are we willing to release in order for God to get the glory and do what he needs to do in our lives? If you really want more from God, you can have it. But it's not until we get out of our system that we'll see God. That's what Jesus did. He broke that system. He tell you, hey, I came to destroy some stuff. And he let them know right then and there, I'm not the one that you can build a parameter around. You can't box me in because I'm God. You can't box me in because I'm all-knowing. You can't box them in. All you can do is go with them. Let them break your system. And I guarantee you, whatever he breaks, he knows how to put something back together that's going to be better than what you have assembled. God bless you in Jesus' name. Be encouraged.